Have you been thinking about wanting to start your own podcast? When I was trying to get the Evan Witt show off the ground, trying to find where to go, I had a lot of questions and trying to figure it out. And Anchor was the place to go. Easy to start, easy to use, and it's free. And you can get your podcast heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other great places that people like to listen. The answer, again, is Anchor. And I love using Anchor as it's extremely easy and simple and free to use. If you want to join me with Anchor on your podcast, then go to anchor.fm slash start and join me and the diverse community of all the podcasters that Anchor has to offer. I enjoy and cannot wait to start hearing your first podcast. That's anchor.fm slash start. Hello, and thank you for listening to the Evan Wittallison Show this Episode is a very uh, special one for me here today. I have a guest who joined me, and the interview with him was awesome. Uh, Chris Downing, he uh, creator of the workout program Shift Shop, and he has a new program coming out as well, coming in January. And I just love Chris's enthusiasm, his energy, his sense of humor, and he had a very good message: um, how to help you, how to. Take the next step, how to be the best you that you can be, how to, you know, what you need to do to believe in yourself. And the other thing you talked about, if you're ever seen, uh, ever done a home workout program or ever, uh, seen the infomercials on TV and ever wondered to yourself, what goes into making one of those? He also kind of talked about what went into creating and coming together and putting together the program Shift Shop. So it's a great interview. I hope you enjoy it. Please rate this podcast on whatever platform you're uh, you're uh, listening to it on. Give me a review, and uh, thank you so much for listening. So, Chris, first thing I want to say is thank you for uh, coming on and uh, sitting, taking a few minutes of your Monday evening to talk to me a little bit about you. Oh man, background a little bit. I enjoy it, man. I look forward to you know to podcasts and, and meeting new people, and you know it's always so empowering to me. Yeah, I'm very uh, I got you know empowered here too. Um, I. Uh, when uh, Shift Shop came out, you know, I just thought I needed to try, you know, like I, I needed to try the program when I heard about it. And when it came out, you know, it's something that I just really love doing. And I love that, you know, the combination, how it challenged you both physically and mentally. And I automatically was like, you know, Chris, love this dude, love this program. You know, <laughs> I want to, you know, I always wanted the opportunity to spend a few, you know, a few minutes just talking to you and being able to share that with you, that that program really helped motivate and inspire me a little, you know, quite a bit. So that, that, uh, that's, that's humbling. Every time I hear stuff about that, man, I, I sit back <laughs> and I think like, man, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just a trainer with a gift, you know, and to know that like an idea that, you know, that, that materialized into something physical, you know, made such an impact on so many people's lives, man. It's just so humbling to hear that. Yeah, and I, I played football in uh, high school and a couple years in college. And one of the things I just loved about it is it kind of brought me back a little bit to some of the exercises that I got put through during football. Some of them were, you know, brand new to me. Like some of them were similar to stuff that we did during, uh, well, usually during this week. You know, this is normally the first week of football here in Wisconsin for uh, for high school. Unfortunately, it's not right now with what's going on, but it just kind of brought me back to that a little bit. So want to quickly give you some chance to kind of tell listeners a little bit about yourself, uh, your background, what got you into uh, training and, uh, 
you know, let you take it from here. Well, you know, I, um, I've always had an athletic background. You know, in my personal opinion, I feel like every human being has a little bit of athleticism in them. It's just a matter if you choose to, to work at it and materialize it, nurture, develop it, and, and you know, demonstrate it. And so, you know, the, the motivation and the inspiration behind Shift Shop was, was more of like just getting everybody back to their roots of just, you know, of, of training. You know, those people who say they never played a sport before, just the fact that they were doing a, an agility-based like program, it, it, it fulfilled that, that, that desire to, you know, it gave them the courage to just try and imagine themselves as that athlete. See what I'm saying? And you take someone like us who has an athletic background, who played, you know, high school and college sports, it, it, your body remembers that. It remembers that, that off-season grind. And it was one of those things where, you know, it just took us back to that moment based on your current fitness level. And so it always ignited that, that competitive spirit, that competitive drive in you to just, you know, to just do your best during a workout and, and just have as much fun as possible. Yeah. Um, so how long have you been doing, uh, doing training? Like, is that something you've pretty much done uh, pretty much your, I guess, whole career or that's something you kind of got into later, a little bit later on? Like what kind of, like when did you start getting into training and what pushed you in, you know, to that? Well, I've always been a leader, no matter what sport, you know, I played football when I was younger, you know, and, and midgetly I was a quarterback. And then as I got in high school, I became a wide receiver. You know, high school basketball, I was a point guard. So I've always been a leader. And so I've always, you know, created my own workout regimens just because it gave me, you know, something to do in the, in the off season. But as far as an actual trainer, I've been a trainer for about, about 10 years. I kind of, you know, took it serious a little later in life. I was really inspired by, you know, my, my uncle. He had a dream that I was a fitness trainer. He, in fact, he said I was a global had this dream that I was a global trainer and was impacting lives all over the world. At the time, I was just modeling and acting. So when he told me about this dream and, and you know, how my program was reaching different countries and, and just really making a positive impact emotionally and physically, mentally, you know, in the lives of others, I, I just didn't believe it. Like, what are you talking about? I've been working out my whole life and I've never had that kind of impact. He said, no, you don't understand this dream was so real. And he recently, uh, you know, right after that, that conversation, he, he, he passed away about two months later and it put me in the biggest depression, dude. I was struggling so bad because my uncle was like my father figure. He was my best friend. He's my mom's brother. And so the only way I could shake the depression is I, I told myself that I, I'm going to, I'm going to do what he wanted me to do, which is he wanted me to become a trainer. And I just said a prayer and I just said, I want you to live through me, go everywhere I go and shine your light, guide me and, and, and help me to, to fulfill this dream. And, here we go, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad he uh, had that dream because <laughs> Me too. that was in the case. And then what you got coming up uh, next, which we'll get into a little bit. So obviously, free Beachbody, you were a trainer. Right. Um, you got involved with Beachbody. That's where Shift Shop came from. <laughs> so how does that, like, how did, how did that happen? Like, you get involved with being a super trainer for Beachbody. Well, I discovered off of YouTube. That's where the CEO of Beachbody found me on YouTube. And, you know, he kind of like, you know, checked out my stuff on YouTube. They watched me for a couple of months and eventually they ended up calling me and uh, flew me out to L.A. And they offered me a contract uh, to create a program. They wanted to make me the face of this program. And so 
I met with their fitness experts and we collaborated and we created Shift Shop. But, um, you know, it, it was a platform that, that I'll, I'll be forever grateful for. It was a platform that obviously brought you, you know, brought you into my life and, and millions of other people. So I'll always be grateful for that. But, you know, as, as time went on, I realized that I was so much more than a trainer. You know, I, I had so many more talents and gifts that I wasn't able to demonstrate on the Beachbody platform as far as, you know, through the company. And so I began to grow weary a little bit because I, you know, I knew that I had the ability to, to tap into an emotion with people, with fitness, but it, it needed to, it, it, with Beachbody, it stopped at fitness. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I always told people that fitness is, is more than just working out. You got to be fit mentally, fit emotionally, fit spiritually along with being fit physically. And I just wasn't able to demonstrate my, my spiritual beliefs and, you know, you know, my mental beliefs on that platform. So recently I decided to, to opt out of my contract and, uh, you know, just kind of pursue my own passions and, and kind of like guide my own career, if that makes sense. Yeah, it definitely does. So before we move on to where you're heading towards now, you know, I've always been curious. When you're, and it can be for your, you know, you're doing your new, your new program now, like when I'm doing the workouts, when I'm doing shift shop, when I'm doing like right now, I'm uh, doing uh, transform 20 before I start, you know, shift shop again on Monday. What's the process like going through the shooting, the planning and all that? I'm guessing it's probably quite the process. It's a nine, 10 month process because you, you create the program with the fitness experts you rehearse it a gazillion times to make sure the flow is right. Then you hold a test group for the duration of the program. And so from the test group, it was about six weeks. And then from there, you fine tune, you know, whatever needs to be fine tuned in the program. Then you actually do a casting to start, you know, looking for a cast. And then you rehearse the whole program with the cast. And then you go into filming. So it's a nine month process. It's meetings, meeting with nutritionalists, to create the proper meal plan. And then it's, you know, preparing you for, you know, for promo videos and all that good stuff, all on camera stuff. It's, it's a lengthy process, but it's very rewarding. I love it. Yeah. It's something that I, I've wanted to see if I, you know, I don't know how one becomes involved in the casting of, but that's something that I've been kind of curious on doing at some point. So yeah. um, I think that'd be, that'd be kind of cool to do. Um, but I'm just kind of curious how that, that whole thing kind of worked a little bit. So the program shift shop, you have your group coming up Monday, kind of your closing shop group. So mm-hmm. it, you know, week one, 25, week two, 35, week three, 45, and then you got the 55. Where did that kind of idea platform come from with that? Uh, so it was a rapid rebuild. We knew that like that I brought a certain sense of intensity. And my whole thing is I, anytime I create a program, it has to be for everybody. I just don't want to cater to extremely fit people or CrossFit like people or cross trade. I, I want my, my programs to, to be accessible to anyone who has a desire to be better. And so we created modifications for every move so that people would have the confidence to do the program. And so we felt it was best to do a ramp up, you know, by, you know, starting out with 25 minutes, then going for 35 minutes and then 45 minutes and then the peak of, you know, super speed and super strength 50, but it was a, a ramp up, a rapid rebuild. And each week would give you the confidence to go into the next because it was, it was, it, although the workout was hard, 
and this is where I talk about, you know, it's more than physical. I was able to, to, you know, instill a lot of motivation throughout the program. A lot of things that make people think and process that moment, right? When you feel like you're about to give up, I say something to trigger something in you that you may have went through in your life that's going to take you to a whole new level. And, and I always say, and, you know, in the programs, sometimes you need people to believe more in you than you believe in yourself until you get the confidence to, to believe in yourself. And so through my programs, I try to get a, a mental and emotional connection with people to really show them what they're capable of. You may think you can only do eight reps, but I think you can do 15. Yeah, you're talking about the saying something, you def- definitely true. And I, especially the, the humor that you threw in every now and then, uh, just, you know, you're grinding along and then it just, you know, it kind of recharges you a little bit. Like some of the... Yeah. Like the 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 duck face or the great uh, <laughs> not ham sandwich and things right, like that. right 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 uh, kind of it it helps separate the the tiredness of like you know to me anyways I can only speak for myself kind of recharges a little bit yeah you go ahead no you're right it just you know I, you know that whole program it wasn't scripted I was just in the moment I was just being Chris Downing you know I'm a jokester. I like to have fun, and I just implemented it in the program because you're right. When you're in that moment, man, this burning, if I say something funny, that does kind of, you know, re, you know, shift your mind a little bit and, and kind of get the endorphins going by laughing. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. So now you, you mentioned you opted out, um, trying to, you know, grow, grow more, uh, grow you a little bit more, and you have a new program coming out. Um, yeah. So what can you share about that? I can share anything because it's my program. <laughs> I don't know if you, what you want to keep kind of secret for now in the bag, but nah, man, you know, those secrets. You know, I just uh, it's something. First of all, I'm, I'm going to release it in January because I've always wanted a, a New Year's Eve launch. I'm, I've always felt like, you know, if if I can like really connect to someone at the beginning of the year, my program is six weeks. It's called Over the Edge. The whole point is I, I want to show you you know, how to go over the edge from your limitations, how, how to really take yourself to a place mentally and physically and spiritually and emotionally you've never been, a place of empowerment to remove the, the ceiling, remove the limiting beliefs that you, that you may have. And so this program, like I said, is six weeks, and it's very powerful, man. We, we filmed September 28th, and um, I'm looking forward to it because it's going to give me an opportunity to, to – to create something that I believe is going to be more than a fitness program, an experience. I'm implementing personal development. Uh, I'm implementing my habit tracker. I have a habit tracker called uh, developing the greatest version of you. All of this stuff's going to be a part of this program so that, so that you're working on the physical, the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual. Yeah. Can you talk um, a little bit like how, I don't know, kind of saw, I guess, Kind of how that all ties together, you know, because obviously if you're not taking care of yourself in one area, it's going to hurt the other. Can you just kind of talk about how that just kind of all works together, the mentally, the spiritually, the physically, and why that's important to focus on all of them rather than just the fitness? Yeah, because I've always, yeah, I've always told, you know, people in my groups, you know, we want wholeness, nothing missing, nothing broken. And so oftentimes you see, you know, people, you can actually, you can tell a person, personality through their you know, social media posts, if they're constantly revealing their body or showing their body or wearing things as provocative, you know, things are too tight or just revealing too much, 
okay, this isn't about fitness, this is about attention. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're yeah. seeking attention, they're seeking validation. And so they can be extremely fit, but broken on the inside. So then you ask yourself, are you healthy? No, you, you're a fit, broke person. So in my programs, I try to, you know, I like to implement wholeness. So while you're working on the physical, I also want to work on your the confidence. You know, you'd be surprised how many people do not love themselves. That's why they have an attachment to food. That's why they have an attachment to maybe dramatic situations in their life. And that's why they have an, um, some type of a, you know, you know, attachment to, to people who, who, who aren't good for them because they don't know their worth and their value. And so in fitness, I, you know, my goal is always to, to bring it all together, bring the physical, the mental, emotional, the spiritual, so a person can really, you know, see their worth, their value, their potential, and everything they was created to be. Yeah, and I'm definitely looking forward to that. I'm just definitely going to be following your Instagram, how that progress is coming along. Um, just really quick, uh, how can people uh, get information on that and, uh, you know, uh, keep updated on Over the Edge and uh, other elements going along with it? So I'm going I'm to release, you know, a lot of information on social media. I haven't figured out exactly where I'm going to land it yet. I do have my own platform. Uh, it's um, the Chris Downing brand. Uh, I have a platform called Downing University. So I, I may host it there. Uh, I've been thinking about you know, contacts with, you know, other major platforms. I'm just, I believe the universe is going to always put me in a, you know, right, the right position. So the goal is to get it done, get it complete, and then put my focus there. At the right time, I'll decide which platform I'm going to put it on. But just follow my social media pages. You'll get a ton of updates on that. But most importantly, follow, uh, go to my website, www.thechrisdowning.com, and just subscribe to my weekly newsletters. I put about four newsletters out a week. They're all motivational, things that, you know, kind of lift your spirits throughout the week. And there's always information in, in my newsletters about, you know, what's going on. Where can people find you on social media? Uh, Instagram is at the Chris Downing, and then uh, Facebook's the same thing, Chris Downing. And talked about your website. One of the things you have uh, on your website, you are uh, talking about motivation and stuff. The power of I am. Yeah. Can you kind of share that a little bit where that came yeah. from and what your your hopes with is with that. Yeah, the crazy part about the power of I am is a personal development program. It really is. It's powerful. And it, it works with, you know, just helping you understand, uh, you know, what's holding you back, you know, what what is preventing you from being the greatest version of yourself. And, you know, it was created. I'll never forget. I was at the gym working out with some buddies and they was like, what's wrong with you today, man? You just don't see yourself. And I was I was there, but I was disconnected. Like I was in a space of like receiving information. It was pretty powerful. And so I finished the workout and I, and I got my car to leave. And before I put out of the driveway, my gym, all of a sudden, all this stuff just downloaded in my spirit, man. So I called my assistant and I was like, Hey, grab a pencil, piece of paper. I just need you to write. Cause I was driving. She said, uh, how about a grocery receipt? <laughs> and she said, that's the only thing close to, but she grabbed a grocery receipt. And I just started giving her all these ideas. She's a former educator. And she said, you know what, let me process this and I'll get back with you. 24 hours later, she sent me an email. She said, go check your emails. This is your thoughts. And it was a, it was a course, personal development course. So people don't understand, like you have anchors, you know, there's a series of events that's happened in your life from the time you were born to now that shape the way you think about yourself, uh, your family, your, your dreams, your goals in the world. And so now it's about navigating through those areas that's not serving you. 
and, and how can a lot of times there's people who, who, who may be stubborn or they may act out when they get mad or when they get depressed. And it really is the little kid in them that was broken at 13 demonstrating itself through an adult. So you see a, an adult with a, a immature behavior. It's not the adult that's immature. It's the broken kid inside of them manifesting through the adult. So through the power of I am, we go back to that moment of what happened at 13 that shaped the way you think and feel and with this particular area. And it's just a process of tools that we use to help release them from that state, you know, to forgive themselves. Most times it's a lot of things with just forgiving themselves, guilt. You know, maybe there's a parent who, who, who was going through a rough time and projected a lot of doubts, fears, and insecurities in them. There's generational curses. There's so many different things, but the bottom line is being able to go remove those anchors so that they're no longer rent space in your mind and, and influencing you to, to question your worth, your value, your potential, everything God created you to be. Yeah, definitely. Cause my, my full-time job, I uh, work with at-risk youth. Um, I worked with the company I worked with for 11 years doing different stuff. Like right now I work with kids going through the court process and I think a lot of that could definitely, you know, be beneficial to like young people today, you know, really focusing yeah. on, you know, why are you 16 years old doing this now? It's, as you're saying, it's probably from some time of some kind of trauma or something that happened when they were right. young. Right. Yeah. We just actually put out a kid's habit tracker. It's called uh, Confidence and Dedication. It's a 30 day tracker where a, a, a kid is like literally tracking their decisions all day. And they write a summary about it. And you can literally, it's a mirror. <laughs> you can see why you feel the way you feel. Here's your decisions you made all day today. Here's the consequences of decisions emotionally. You repeat these decisions, you're headed for some disaster. But if you do something positive and you feel good about yourself, you're able to show the kid, look, this is what you did all day today. And look how powerful your day was. Don't you like feeling good? Now how can we be consistent in this area so this becomes your identity? Yeah, and that's definitely, I would say, a lot of my kids need, um, and definitely something I'm going to look into, because I, sometimes I get a, at a loss with how to, you know, try to get them to connect, you know, how their decisions impact what happens to them. They're always quick to point fingers at other right. people that, quote, lock them up when they don't right. look at their part in that, so yeah. it's definitely something I'm going to look into. Yeah, I think for you, you know... First of all, you have a certain kind of heart to work there. Obviously, you have a, a loving heart, and you really want to help them. But you also got to be mindful. You only get a certain amount of time with them. This is a home problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're like you're trying to. This is something that, that happened at home, and and oftentimes, believe it or not, you know, not to put pressure on you, but for some of these kids, you're the only father they see, only father they know. So you got to navigate through the fact that what the father didn't put in their life, and and you're trying to like manage you know groups of kids and at the end of the day even though they may be giving you you know struggles and difficulties they deep down inside they're really just testing to see if you're going to leave them like their pops left them or like their mom left them they really do love and care about you they just are like the cut out just a little bit there at the end but i think you're definitely nailing it exactly on the head so back to I guess, health, fitness, spiritually, for someone that wants to get started, but doesn't really know how, because for me, the longest time, I didn't really know, like, how to get started, like, some background on me, um, I, heaviest weight was about 381, and mm -hmm. when I finished shift shop for the first time, 
I was at my lowest weight probably since I was in middle school, right around the 240s. Unfortunately, nice. uh, put uh, a bunch of that back on. I'm working on cutting it out now. But getting started was always my biggest problem. I didn't really know how to get started. And then, you know, I guess someday, one day I just kind of realized it. Right. Well, like, what, how would some, how should, or what should somebody who wants to get started to better themselves physically, emotionally, mentally, where is it like work? Uh, what advice do you have for that person? Just decide. Just to, just decide to stop making excuses and just take, just decide I want to be better. Take it one day at a time. You see what I'm saying? A person didn't put on that weight overnight. So have some grace with yourself. Enjoy the journey of losing weight. Enjoy the journey of, of like becoming a new version. I always tell people when the, the most deceiving thing is a before and after picture because you see a person on the left that was overweight and the person on the right lost 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 pounds. And people just think about the weight loss. They don't realize that the fit version of them was in prison and the overweight version of them. But the only way the fit version of them manifested to the world is that person made a decision to be better. And they just, they enjoyed the journey. You see what I'm saying? It all boils down to learning how to love yourself. When you love yourself, you want to take care of yourself. You want to feel better. Become addicted to feeling good. Feeling good by, by putting the right things in your body is going to give you an opportunity to, to have, you know, a great health. And for me, I've noticed, for me, and this, you know, I've noticed when I start struggling a little bit with, the, you know, you mentioned loving yourself, that's when I tend to start falling back into the old habits that I was doing when I was unhealthy. Right. Um, and sometimes just need to find reminders to get me back on track, which right now it was a, uh, you know, a shirt that was fitting tighter than it used to. And that was one of the reasons like, no, I need to get back to where I was like, you know, a year and a half ago, two right. years ago as, a, as compared to now. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. You, you got to find that, that your why. I think every person, when they, they go on a weight loss journey, you have to find your why. Your why is non-negotiable. It's that thing that, guess what? I don't even feel like working out every day. I really don't. <laughs> I don't. I'm being honest. I don't. But sometimes when I know I have to train, I have to check my emotions. Like, what is my why? And why do I need to press play? Or why do I need to go to the gym and get this workout done? Has, and I always tell myself because I'm standing in the gap for somebody else. This is bigger than me. This isn't about me. This is about me creating a greater version of myself so I can help people. So I would encourage somebody. Everybody has a story. And everyone needs to hear your story. There's people that are waiting on you right now to be the greatest version of yourself so you can help them. And guess, what the, guess how you help them? By telling them your journey. Being transparent. Tell them about the days you didn't want to work out, but you did it anyway. Tell them about the time you lost 100 pounds and you put 50 back on and you took, and you end up losing another 80. That, that's the stuff that, that's real life right there. That's, that, to me, that's fitness. Not having a bunch of abs and being all ripped up. No, that's, that's ego. Like, I want, I, want to, I want to know your journey. I want to know the struggles. I want to know the mindset you had to, to continue to never give up on yourself. That's what I want to know about. I don't want to hear about how many, you know, how lean you are, your body fat percent. Who cares about that? That's not going to move me. What moves me is me seeing you accomplish something amazing, but you telling me your journey and your struggles. Kind of want to hit pause this and go do another uh, workout real quick. So I just don't want to spend too much more of your time because I know you got a, a ton going on. Um, any, I guess, just some final thoughts on – 
Um, just any final thoughts you have um, uh, before we, we let you go? I guess, you know, one of the biggest things, you know, I have a power if I am uh, called tonight uh, at 830. Uh, I guess one of the biggest things that, that I always ask people to do is, well, why not you? Why, why can't you be that next miracle? Why can't you be that next author, that next biggest podcast in the world? Why can't you be that next great person that, that impacted so many amazing lives by first impacting your own? I just think we got away from dreaming. I think a lot of people just got, just gave up on themselves because of maybe their age or too much time has passed. Well, what is time? time? Time is an illusion. You can always be better. You can always, you know, reverse, reverse your situation. It's just all boils down to making a choice and understanding what do you want? Who are you living for? Are you living your life through other people's lenses? How many people or, or past events or circumstances are written space in your mind that's, that's controlling your life right now? You see what I'm saying? And so it just really boils down to, to a person just saying, you know what? Why can't I not be? Why can't I be that next that miracle? Why not? Everyone, you hear about it all the time. You hear about people with success stories. Why can't you be that next success story? And so I just encourage you to, to in everybody who's listening to this, stop giving up on yourself. Just because other people gave up on you, they gave up on themselves first. Don't allow them to project their fears, doubts, worries, and insecurities off on you and you give up on yourself because you don't know your worth, value, and potential. Wanna once again thank you. Thank uh your uh your assistant. She was awesome in arranging this. Um Allison. Uh you know, she does great work for you. Um you know, I spend most of my, my podcast episode mostly doing uh talking sports, mostly Wisconsin sports. But I do like branching out from that you know, on occasion. And not only for my listeners to hopefully pull a lesson out of it, but I feel I pull lessons out of it too. And you know, I just felt, especially the last little, especially the last portion there, all of it, I, a lot to take from, but that last little portion, it's like, it's one of those, like, sometimes you realize that there's something that you need to hear. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the way I was feeling right now. Like when you, you're talking, it's like, I, it's something that I don't know why I just needed to hear right now. You know, that's humbling, man. Again, to, to, to be open-minded, you know, to, to allow me to you know, be on your show. And, you know, and believe it or not, you know, you want to be on your show, you know, for other people in here, you know, you probably got the biggest message out of it. So there are no accidents, bro. There's no accidents. You know, we're led to each other for a reason. So I just encourage you, man, to, you know what, why not you? <laughs> well, thank you. And then if uh, one last push, if people want to reach out, you know, check out, be updated on what's going on with the new program and then yeah. Dalvin University and I am just yeah. like where they can find that information again. Yeah. Just go to my website, www.thechrisdowning.com and then just subscribe to my email list and you'll get all the business. <laughs> hey, I'm looking forward to it every Monday now. So um, I did sign up with the newsletter and then I look forward to it every Monday getting that first one of the week. So nice. nice. So, well, again, thank you for uh, for coming on, and uh, I can't wait for your program to come out. And uh, once uh, we get to that point, I'd love to maybe talk to you again about it. All right. Thanks a lot, Evan. I appreciate you having me on your show, man. Yep. Thank you. All right. Take care. Once again, that was Chris Downing, creator of The Shift Shop, thechrisdowning.com. Uh, great interview with him. A lot of enthusiasm, a lot of positivity, and I hope you take something away from it. 
Before I wrap this up, a couple of things I do want to comment on going back to sports. That's mostly what I do discuss and talk about in my podcast. But I want to talk a little bit regarding baseball and basketball and hockey and how I think football really needs to take a close look at the uh, way baseball is handling things and also how basketball is handling things. Baseball has been a hot mess. Um, They've had to postpone and uh, uh, a lot of games, and they have 60 games to play in 66 days. They've had to postpone a lot. Doubleheaders are going to seven-inning doubleheaders, and things have just not been good because some of the players, especially on Miami and St. Louis, have not done what they are supposed to be doing in regards to this bubble format. Not the bubble, but this uh, restart, this start format that they're doing. You know, baseball is not doing a bubble like the NBA is. And for the third straight time when the NBA is tested, no cases came back positive. Baseball, been hot mess two weeks running now. Week three so far, haven't heard too much, but they need to get it together or that season's not going to last. And one thing I do like with both leagues is this kind of the, 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 these, the crowd ambience and uh, stuff like that. I was kind of unsure what I would think of it at first, but I actually don't mind it. I, I don't mind the fake crowd noise. I think it, it actually does add a little bit to the broadcast. Um, you forget sometimes that there's not a crowd there. The NBA, again, you forget sometimes there's not a crowd there, and I think the basketball has been really good. And I think NHL has done a great job, too. I think the best... Of all three of them, to be honest, NHL playoffs have just been really incredible to watch too. The NFL, they better, I think, well, it's too late now, but testing wise, at least, they need to look at how the NBA and the NHL are testing and maybe not test quite like baseball. And baseball needs to do more what the NFL is doing. It's uh, willing to punish players who violate the, uh, the season rules in regards to taking unnecessary risks so you could get it. So I think all the leagues can learn something from one another, and but the NBA and the NHL are definitely doing it the best. And then finally, a lot of negativity right now with the Brewers and the Bucks. For the Bucks, they played three games in this bubble. One game, they had all the intensity in the world and they played amazing. Rockets, they played extremely sloppy. And the game against the Nets, they played like a preseason game. And you were going up against a squad where these guys are fighting for their basketball life. So they needed to put on a good show to hopefully maybe get signed by somebody next year. And the Bucks treated it like a preseason game, to be perfectly honest. We'll see what happens moving forward with the Bucks before you get any concerns. You know, they got a tough schedule coming up. Uh, the time of recording, they got Miami coming up, Toronto coming up, Dallas coming up. And uh, we're, we're going to see um, if this team is ready to flip that switch. And I think they're going to flip a switch, and you're going to see a different intensity against Miami, more similar to what you saw against Boston as opposed to the last two games. So just Bucks fans, relax. It's not the end of the world. Don't need to have worries yet. And those saying that they lost like two games going into the shutdown, I believe they didn't have Giannis, and he got hurt in one of them too. So just relax. The Bucks are going to be fine. And for the Brewers... There's some elements that I'm not liking right now, but I'm being patient. I trust Craig Council. He made a couple moves against the White Sox that I really would have done different. 
but I'm not the Brewers manager. So we'll see. We'll see what happens moving forward. But Brandon Woodworth has been a great starting pitcher. Uh, Corbin Burns pitched pretty well in his uh, appearance before giving up the home run. Eric Lauer has been great. Phelps has been great. There's a lot of good pieces on this Brewer team. They just have yet to bring it all together. And I have confidence that Council will find the right formula to bring it all together. Um, Hauser's pitched pretty well, too, so far. Um, he's got the, 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 the start tonight, Wednesday, um, August 5th, 6th. Yeah, August 5th. He's got the start tonight. And we'll see what Hauser does. So Brewer fans, just relax. There's still plenty of time left. The Brewers are going to turn around, and Yelich will get out of this slump. I guarantee you that. He's not going to bat 0 the entire season. So thank you for listening. Next recording, next podcast I record, I'm going to focus on the Green Bay Packers and training camp. And if there is a 2020 season, what to expect from Green Bay. Kind of give a season preview a little bit. So I hope you all enjoyed this episode with Chris. Once again, review, rate um, this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. And I hope you all have a great rest of your evening and week.